Hello and welcome to The Feminist Critique. My name's Ajlene. And I'm Gracie. And this is a podcast where the two of us, we take a movie, we put it to both feminist and inclusive tests, and then we ask the most important question of them all. Is the movie good? Yeah, and what you might be noticing is that Bad Movie Month does not start until two weeks from the time of this episode coming out, but we just couldn't help ourselves. No, because this movie is very topical and it is what everybody is talking about. So we were like, yes, let's do this god-awful movie. Y'all, I admit it's my fault. I, um... I came to Ashleen a few days ago, and I was like, I've been seeing this movie popping up on my feed on Twitter a lot. Like, a lot of people are talking about it. A lot of people. And there's a lot Mm -hmm. of interaction. And I was like, I don't know. Maybe we should do it. And then I regretted it. Because I had made a joke that how we should do Velocipaster, (laughs) which we might end up doing um, still. (laughs) <laughs> what that's yeah. a real thing it's a real thing um but this was the, this was the movie that like just dropped a couple weeks ago on netflix it's a polish movie it's something <laughs> it's oh. um it's something it's uh, something <laughs> i'm gonna go with that because that's uh that's what i'm gonna go with that's that's it um so to give you a quick rundown um this movie is called 365 dni or 365 days um it's rated tv mature um it's (laughs) a drama oh my god i heard that this movie was rated like um pg-13 and i was like no there she is texts no. me, she's like, Gracie, it's rated PG-13? And I was like, bitch, no. <laughs> <laughs> no. No, this movie was, this movie cannot be rated PG-13. Absolutely not. It mm-hmm. is. I have so many things about this movie um, <laughs> to talk about. Yeah, oh, God. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go through the stats real quick. Yeah, let's, let's hear it. Um. It was directed by Barbara Bielawas and Tamaz Mendez. It was written by Barbara Bielawas and Tamaz Kilmala. Um, And I'm going to butcher these names. Uh, Also based on the novel by Blanca Lipinska. So stars Michelle Morane as Massimo, Anna Maria Sekluka as Laura. Um... Bronislaw Roklowski as Mario, um, Magdalena Lamparska as Olga, um, and I think that's it. Those are the those are the main ones. Those yeah, the I mean there ones. were there were others, but like they were very Polish names. Well, and, and uh, they weren't super like, you know, for the plot. Well, yeah, I mean, most of the people in this movie, like, us as both North Americans, have not heard of. It's true. Um, so the movie was in three different... excuse me. In three different languages. It was in mm-hmm. Polish, English, and Italian. Yeah. Thankfully, a lot of it was in English, because it is super hard for me to watch a movie that is subtitled. Like, <clears throat> I have serious ADD. Um... And in case I was, <laughs> that was the thing. I was very happy that the, most of this was in English because I I, I have a you know thing where I oh, that's actually a lie because I watch a lot of anime. But I, I uh, yeah, reading reading and watching movie at the same time can be hard. Well, it's it's harder for me because it's hard for me to keep my attention. Like I watched a foreign South Korean film um, called The Concubine. It took me three days to watch it because I would just constantly have to stop it and do something else and like back and forth on it. Like it's a good movie. It's just because it wasn't dubbed. I had a hard time, you know, paying attention. Um, <clears throat> Man, so we're going to have a hard time if we ever do a foreign film month. We're planning on it, so... <laughs> It's going to be a long month. Um, I do think that we talked about doing a South Korean film month because South Korean film is like right up there with Bollywood. Like they have a huge market. So it's definitely in our future at some point, but not this year. We've already got this year planned out. Yeah. Um, so, 
Yeah, where else was I going with this? Oh, Rotten Tomatoes score. Um, no critic score yet, but 36%. That's beautiful. Beautiful. Nice. Beautiful. 36%, you guys. Um. <laughs> All right. Uh, so I guess we should start talking about this movie. Um, movie opens <clears throat> with two guys standing on a roof of this castle on the Mediterranean. It's Massimo and his father. They're talking trade with human traffickers about how to sell refugees. That's how we're starting. That's how oh, we're yeah. starting this movie. <laughs> yeah, they're selling um, uh, like human trafficking. So that's that's cool. And uh, yeah, sure. two of the it's people awesome. are like, no, it's awful. It is straight up awful. Um, but the, the people who are selling are like, yeah, they, these are good good girls. They're like, you know, 12. And it's like, ugh, gross. No. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Um, and so, you know, like, the dad's like, hold on a second. So he goes and he talks to his son, and then he's like, all of this will be yours. <laughs> Everything the light touches. And I was like, calm down, Mufasa. <laughs> like, you did not tell- say that. That's my joke. I made that it joke. It was not your joke, because I made the joke about it being the elephant graveyard. Don't don't with me, honey, because that is not true. It's my joke. No, because I went, okay, Mufasa. <laughs> I didn't hear you say that. I did. Maybe it's because we were both thinking it at the same time because he said, you know, basically the same line as Mufasa does in Little Lion King. Yeah. It was bad. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, they're they're having a nice conversation, you know, like, yeah, you're going to be a boss one day. This is all be yours. And then, kapow, blam, blood everywhere. (laughs) Yeah. And then oh, all yeah, of a sudden, it's, the it's dad's dying. <laughs> it's very sudden. We're like, there's just blood all over his face. And I was like, oh, my God. Like, right? This is how we're starting this movie. And then we go. Where the fuck did the shot come from? They're on yes. top of a castle. They're on top of a where castle right from? by right by the sea. Right. Like, where did this shot come from? Because it came from the sea. Was there a sniper in a helicopter? But the angle of it was downward. Like, like it was coming from above, but there was nothing. There was nothing. Yeah. I, like, I thought one of the guys, one of the human traffickers had done the, you know, had shot him. But no. And, like, Massimo gets hit and falls. And, like, the last thing he sees before he fades out is this beautiful woman that he had seen dancing on the beach. Yeah, And then it cuts to five years later. And then we get a really weird scene where you have Laura. Laura. Laura, because that's what they call her. So we have Laura and we have Massimo. Massimo's in the U.S. and Laura is in some Warsaw, Warsaw. Poland bank, I guess. Yeah, and she is an executive, right? And she gains the upper hand in a meteor meeting of like the executive directors of like this luxury hotel. And uh, she, she's uh, like the, the boss is like, how did this happen? And she's like, Oh, I will tell you. And then she does. Yeah. It's, it's okay. So Kenny JD. So it's kind of just like business meetings. <laughs> managers like money like that's that's it that's that's what they're talking about they're being very vague it's some incident that helped gain them uh people to reservations right and then like while this is happening it is cutting like every 30 seconds to what massimo is doing and he's like threatening these U.S. business executives because he invested with them and they lost his money. So he says, no, 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 you're going to pay me back and you're going to add 10 percent interest onto that. And you have 30 days. Yeah. Also, if you don't do this, here are these lovely pictures finding you in compromising positions. You would hate for the media to find out. No idea what the compromising positions were that had that woman go, oh, my God, I'm going to die if this gets out. But. Well, yeah, it was like things like think of your children. Yeah, like how fucking terrible. And well, that's the thing. Like, 
Massimo is a bad dude. Like he is, and it gets worse from here. Like, but you're just like, okay, here's this guy who is like ruthless and violent and like not a good guy. Like he is messed up, right? So then, yeah. So then it kind of goes back to like uh, Laura going to her apartment and she's feeling like all proud because she's she's um. You know, like, she, she's won the day or whatever, right? So she's trying to have sex with her boyfriend, and he's just but like, weak heart. nah, man. But your weak heart, yeah. honey. Your weak oh, heart. Yeah. What, what <laughs> that, the heck was that? that? That is important because it's not important later. <laughs> like, does she have a heart condition? Like, I'm assuming this... so. Maybe, like, a heart murmur? That was my guess. Okay. Yeah, so, like, he's like, nah, honey, my, your heart, right? Okay, so this is where things get bad like bad so yeah he's on his private plane massimo is right and he is flying back from uh the united states to wherever in italy italy and he corners the stewardess that works on his plane and forces her to give him oral sex yeah oral sex like yeah it's and i was like what the there's a well exactly like he forces her to perform oral sex she is like there are tears in her eyes like it is not it was uncomfortable to watch i was i was like this is not sexy this is not sexy like because people are like oh this is the polish 50 shades of gray and i was just like well i didn't think 50 shades was sexy so i mean um (laughs) no this was just uncomfortable but like oh and then it It was back to like Laura like masturbating in her butt in Which, her bedroom. Which I mean, that's cool. Like you don't see yeah, that often. Exactly. Like, like that's is, fine. Is good. Self love is good. Enjoy yourself. Well, exactly. You know? Right. <laughs> but like because she's unsatisfied, right? She's, um, she's uh, masturbating, right? Mm-hmm. But that's the other thing too is uh they're going to it mentions that um they're packing up for a trip to Italy to celebrate her twenty ninth birthday. With some friends. She does not look 29. I thought she was like mid early 30s, you know, like 33. I I thought so, too. Oh, well, (laughs) she's she's a year older than me. Um, So. Oh, she's actually 28 in real life. Wow. Wow. She's the same age as me. Yeah. She looks older. She's younger than you. Well, how about that? He's younger than us, too. No. Yeah, he's like 29. What? He's younger than you. He's not younger than me, but still. Oh, okay. Also, he's a terrible human being in real life. Holy shit. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah. Um, terrible person. We do not stand. We do not. Um, so they get to Italy. Mm-hmm. Right. They get to Italy and... Um, Basically, not a lot happens. Like, she gets into a fight with her boyfriend after her birthday celebration. Oh, there is this one part where she just walks away from the party because she has to go to the bathroom. (laughs) And he just, like, freaking pops out of a bush somewhere. And he's like, are you lost, baby girl? (laughs) Are you lost, baby girl? (laughs) Baby girl? You gotta swallow when you say the word girl. Like, baby girl. girl? Girl. And when I tell you, I was like, ew. (laughs) First of all, do not infantilize women. Gross. Yeah. Yeah. Second of all, ew. It was almost as cringy as later's baby. God, I hate that so much. But she's like, you know what? I don't have to talk to you. And then she like turns no, around she and like walks straight up walks away. Like, and she then he disappears not... like a damn ghost. And yeah. He keeps doing that throughout the movie. Like, they'll pan a scene, he won't be there, and all of a sudden he is. I guess he's, like, supposed to be super stealthy. Um, I ain't for it. Uh, so, what ends up happening next is she goes back, like, she and her boyfriend have a fight the next day because he decides to leave while she sleeps in, and then... She's like, you know what? Screw it. And then they don't really preface this. She ends up just like walking alone in a foreign country by herself. 
And I saw this and I was like, okay, so a woman didn't write this, right? Like, oh, well, because that's the thing. Like, her, um, her boyfriend is like, upsets her for whatever reason. And she, because she's like by the pool, pool with Olga, right? Mm-hmm. And, and he like just upsets her and she throws him into the pool and then decides to like go walking out at night because. I guess. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I I was like between saying like, oh, yeah, that's kind of like not a smart idea. But also like, you, sh- you know, we live in a society where like that should be OK, but it's not apparently. So, yeah, like this was not safe. That's why I was like, why is she doing this? This is going to get her in trouble. Like something's going to happen. Like and of course, what happens? She gets kidnapped. But they frame it weird because they don't show her being kidnapped. They fade it to black like it's going to be a commercial break. (laughs) And like there's loud music and then black. And then when she wakes up, she's laying in a bed and she's like, huh, this is weird. And then she knocks on the door and tries to get out. And nobody comes for her. And then she just sits there all day quietly. Yep, and then it's, like, later on where he shows up and he's, like... Oh, well, like, somebody (laughs) unlocks her door, right? And so she walks out of her room and goes downstairs and then she sees a huge-ass painting of herself on the wall. I mean, it was as big as the freaking wall. And she's honestly terrified. Um... Yeah, as you, as you should be. <laughs> That's terrifying. Like, I what kind of psycho just kidnapped me and took me to... Like, the entire time, too, I was, like, thinking to myself. And I, I don't know if Gracie's on board, but I was just like, okay, why does this have Persephone in the underworld, like, vibes to it? Like, because that's what it looked but like. But super worse. Like... Oh, but super you can, worse. You can make the Hades and Persephone myth... A little more progressive while still having that like you know kidnapping aspect which okay let's let's talk for a second about the genre of movie well really book right so what is super popular is stuff like this which is like kidnapping and dubcon and stuff these are very popular tropes in fan fiction they're also super popular tropes in independent work like um mm-hmm. You know, uh, self self publishing authors, um, even in mainstream romance, right? Like these are popular tropes. I don't know how many times I've seen a Harlequin that goes the Sheik's kidnapped bride or something. Yeah, it's common. And exactly. I have to admit, I read them sometimes, right? Like it we've depends, all read at least depends one of these on the author first of all second of all it really depends on the setting after the author um like a lot of romance novels that you know Ashley and I've talked this talked about this before there are romance novels I really like that start off very dubious in the consent department my first one I ever read was uh Julie uh Garwood's The Bride oh yeah that's... which is super <laughs> dubious but like in my 16-year-old mind, I was like, yes, this is romance, I guess. It's right? So, like, Disney we have... Movies. <laughs> well, that's the thing. We've grown up. So many girls have grown up with, like, these unhealthy, like, thoughts of, like, what romance is supposed to be. And yeah. it's like... And, and now we come out with, like, this movie, which... It's checking a lot of uncom- boxes. It's, well, that's the thing. It is checking all of the boxes, but it's super uncomfortable to watch. Yeah, I also think it's because it's not well written. I really mm. think that's it. Because I think there would be a way of making this sexy without, um, without you know, like, changing too much of it. Like... It's fair if you have, like, kinks you like to read, even though if you don't, you know, partake in them, you know, like, everybody has their weird fantasy. That's cool. You know? Like, as long as there are consenting adults involved. Like, physically in the real world, you know? And as long as the stuff you're not reading isn't, like, kid-related, because that's just... 
<laughs> even even if it's just picture like drawn pictures or art or anything like that if it's children involved that's no that's a big no 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 oh yeah absolutely. no 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 i don't i don't care if they're fake or if they don't really exist i don't care yeah that's, you anime weirdos that's drawing a huge red line in the sand um yeah but i mean it's just like okay yeah i enjoy reading stuff like this i mean one of my favorite book series is the court of uh, Thorns and Roses by Sarah J. Moss. And the first book is essentially Beauty and the Beast. And they have a very similar dynamic in the sense that you have a main guy character who's very alpha, very domineering, right? And he basically abducts a girl and forces her to stay with him. And like he has to get her to fall in love with him to break the spell that's against him in his fairy court. And there's a lot of stuff in it that's problematic as hell like there's one part where he pushes her against the wall and like reading it i was i was like oh. you know i kind of into it but like watching this guy continuously do it to her i was like nope nope don't like no, that no don't exactly like that. <laughs> um yeah so he like confronts her in his like manner or whatever like his big italian villa and she's like and she's like no well well, she's like uh no take me back like what the hell's going on and he's like yeah so like you were on a beach five years ago and like i almost died and i saw your face and like you were going i saw you mine yeah and then i saw you at the airport and i knew that i had to have you so like now you're my prisoner for the next year and Until if you, you fall, fall in, in love, love with, with me. me. But if you don't fall in love with me, then I'll let you go. First of all, you've drugged her. You've kidnapped yeah. her. Why should she trust you when you say when you say you're going to let her go after a year if she doesn't love you? Well, also, exactly. also, I'm not going to touch you without your permission as you touch her without her permission. <laughs> exactly. Oh, my God. There were so many parts where, like, he was just like, yeah, I'm not going to touch you without your permission. While the hands on the As he's fondling boob. her tits. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's... What? Oh, God. Like, the, I was, the part I was where she's on the plane. Cringing. And he's, like, pu- feeling her up. And he's like, yeah, I won't ever touch you. And I'm like, you're doing it right now. This is sexual assault. No. <laughs> your hand is under her skirt, sir. Like, I do this thing when I'm trying to distance myself to keep myself from being too uncomfortable where I was like, no, sir. No, ma'am. You know, like, do not do that, sir. And Ashley just kept laughing every time I was saying, but I was like, sir, that is not okay. <laughs> like, just several times watching this movie, I was like, no, sir, please do not. So, like... So, uh, Lara is, of course, wants to escape and tries to escape. And then he, like, threatens to harm her family and shows her, like, photos of uh, her boyfriend uh, cheating on her and tells her to break up with him, like, via lever. Like, no, he he sends a letter to Martin, Uh like, on her behalf uh, Uh to break up and then says that, like, like, he's tied up all the bows and, like, knots and stuff. Like, she is his. And yep. he's, like, cut her off from the life, which is super problematic. Like, she's <laughs> not allowed to see her friend. mildly. Like, My, yeah. Like, super. Th- there's a big abusive structure here that is not okay. Super abusive. Right? But, but super it's okay because he has a lot of money. And, and he's really like, hot. That's what And he's what it really is. hot. So it's okay, right? Like, imagine for a second if we framed this and he was not hot. Like, if he was, like, a a billionaire old dude, right, that did the exact same thing, it would be hella do like it would be awful like nobody would want to watch this movie, i mean it's the same thing we said Massimo when we did- is hot we're okay with this yeah it's the no. same it's the same thing we said when we did 50 shades of gray right like if this guy was living in a trailer park and did the same things that christian did to anna it would be like jail time but because he's hot and he's rich it's okay I mean, it's well, not, it, but, like, that's the vibe we didn't, get. Didn't the Dixie Chicks already do a music video about that? Gaslighter. No, I'm just kidding. Um, was that the one that you were mentioning? What was... Oh, no. No, Earl, Earl had, had to die. To die. 
Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> so, anyway, she, like, leaves the room in a huff, or she tries to, and then he grabs her and pushes her up against the wall, and he's like, I have a very short temper. <laughs> and I'm like, and you're just like, no. let her go, bro. Let her go. And then guys oh. come in, and they're like, oh, yeah, we have this thing we have to do. And so she gets taken back to her room. And then we see this weird scene where he goes where this guy is, like, up underneath a castle and tied to a rock like he's about to get spread-eagled. You know, like, uh, the the blood eagle from the Vikings. <laughs> or, like, cut open. Maybe drawn and quartered. I don't know. But anyway, oh, apparently he's trafficking young girls, therefore he must die. Oh, yeah. So that's the thing. And, like, Laura sees him and his gang killing this guy, uh... And it's because he's uh, been selling underage girls to brothels, right? So, And this is, I guess, how we're supposed to say, oh, yeah, Massimo's bad, but he could be doing this. Like, he's the good guy. <laughs> like, they're framing it like that. I guess. But, and then that's the other thing. So there's, like, no, he makes it so that she cannot escape. Like, he takes away her electronics. He, like, does everything so that she she can't get out but then um he also takes her shopping like there was a lot of shopping montages <laughs> it's like in they couldn't movie. decide how to transition from scene to scene so they did shopping montages oh like, yeah so there's like this shopping montage where they go in and she he's like she's trying on stuff and in revenge she starts provoking him by wearing like lingerie and like dressing up promiscuously and bathing, you know, in a public fountain sort of thing, right? Suggestively and, eating white ice cream. Yeah, so, like, little things like that, right? And, like, there's that part where, like, there was the shopping montage and she, like, she ends up, like, going out and running away and she's wearing, like, those heels, like, from before and she, like, goes after the police and she's like, help me, I've been kidnapped and the police, like, see Massimo and they're like, hello, sir, sorry, we can't help you, bitch, we're out, <laughs> right? Peace. And then he turns Deuces. around and he's like, are you lost, baby girl? Baby girl? Girl? Listen, my favorite thing that I've seen about this movie is where someone was talking about how he sounded like Gru from Despicable Me and somebody else said Gru walked so Massimo could run and I was just so done. I was like, y'all are too much. But also that is hilarious. That's awful. Baby girl. girl. You gotta swallow <laughs> that girl. I don't... I can't say it right. Just let me do this. Baby girl. Girl. <laughs> it's so bad. It's oh God, so I bad. hated this movie so much. It's so awful. It's so bad. Um, um yeah, so he so there's a lot that, that's the thing. There's not really much substance to this movie. There's like a lot of shopping montages and then I I can see why some people might like this movie because like the parts where he's not abusing, straight up, like, grabbing her neck and abusing her, like, there is sexual tension. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I will say, um, after having watched uh, every single Fifty Shades movie, that uh, they definitely had more chemistry than Jamie Dornan and uh, Dakota Johnson. And that's the thing, too. Like, Laura's kind of funny. Like, I actually enjoyed her character because... She hasn't backed down. Like, she is getting, uh, I mean, she's doing what she can to, like, make his life a living hell, right? Um, but then, like, but there's things that she'll say, and it's, it, like, it's kind of funny in a way. Yeah, but I also think that's just the movie's idea of trying to present her as a strong, independent woman. I, and yeah, she's, that's probably it. They're like, oh, well, you know, obviously they're the same, except she's a woman and a strong, independent woman needs a man who will take care of her and tame Run her. her. Into the sunset. Tame her like a, like a, a mare. And it's like, <laughs> that's exactly the vibe I get from this movie. Oh my God. This is straight up like our broodmare sort of. Ugh, that's so it. bad. It's so bad. Um, but, uh, but yeah, there's that, like that's this the thing. 
I, I was very conflicted by this whole damn movie. Yeah, there were moments where I was like, oh, okay. And then moments where I was like, oh, no. <laughs> I, okay. So, um, so the other thing that I want to talk about is the scene. And we all know what scene this was. This was the one that I hated with every single friggin' fiber. Oh, right. My- she goes to his, like, room before they're going to the club. And then she just comes in to, like, tease him, I guess. And then yeah. he goes, oh, you, you want to know what you're missing out on? And then he forcibly chains her to the bed and puts, like, this bar attachment to her leg. So it, the more she moves, the further they spread. And then he brings in this woman with an Ariana Grande... <laughs> hair extension ponytail and then he's like this is what you're missing and then she gives him a blowjob and I'm just thinking to myself I was like why would she miss this like why is it her why would it be good for her when she's not getting anything out of it first of all but yeah like she's just like she's watching you get oral sex like what is she missing yeah (laughs) like what exactly (laughs) I, I don't know about work? you, but like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, I don't know about you, but like, it's not fun. I mean, like, if it was like it, when it, you love somebody, you res- yes, but like with this random, rando dude that kidnapped you, like, no. I mean, if I there was reciprocation, maybe, right? Like, but no, like, no. <laughs> um,. <sighs> And, like, but she gets oddly turned on by it. And then he finishes and then he goes up to her and he unchains her. And he's like, you have to get dressed. We go to part. We go to the, like, we um, go to club now. We go to club now. <laughs> okay. So that's the other thing, too, right? The lighting in his room was really weird. It was like, <laughs> it was purple. It looked like a music video almost. Right? Like oh, a, and let's not forget club. the visual. Like, okay, so we're streaming this, right? There's there's a picture of that scene in the Rotten Tomatoes panel. And there's actually a visual of it. what it looks like is, like, her giving him oral sex. Like, because of the way they frame the shot. Which is an interesting way to frame the shot. But also, yikes. <laughs> yeah. Um. So... What was I saying? So anyway, she cleans up and then she decides, you know, I'm not traumatized at all by that. Um, I'm going to dress in a napkin. <laughs> I'm going to dress in a napkin. <laughs> I mean, you do you. Like, I mean, that, that's if you cool. Dress- but it's just like, I'm going to tease him. And, you know, they get to the bar and she's like, I'm going to flirt with a guy and make him jealous. Like, Why? Why are you I, doing this? I don't well, understand thing, like, your motivations here, Laura. The other thing, too, is she puts her hair up, like, in a ponytail. The like same me. way that the girl who had sucked him off had. Yeah, like, he, and she wears, like, basically the same outfit almost, right? To, like, get back at him. And he is not happy. I mean, he is not happy throughout this entire movie, essentially. Like, he is so angry, like, it's not cool. Oh, God. He doesn't know anything else but fury. <laughs> like, it's so bad. It's, like, yeah. Like, I mean, he he had no redeeming qualities that, like, made me care about him. Right. I just remember being like, I hate this dude. Like, I, I want him to die, and I want, like, some other dude to come and rescue her. And, like, I want to see that story, not this weird yeah that's story the thing. that i'm watching typically when you get these like you know we've talked about it like these dub con or whatever books a lot of times there's at least character development with the guy that he learns to be better even if he is like alpha dominating Awful. like it's perfectly fine to be a dominant person But you have to change your personality a little bit if you want to come off as charming. Like, none of this comes off as charming. Like, I feel like if you're going to do a movie like this, you should have the guy at least have some charisma that isn't angry sex god. Like, because that's all you get out of his character. (laughs) Oh, yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. Like, and I don't know what the book is like, but... I can't imagine it's much better. (laughs) No. So, um... 
so they go like they go to the club right and she flaunts herself and she is just because she's trying to like get back and he's like mad about this because like then, uh, I can see the crack of your ass Laura and she's like yeah well I do what I want hmm. I do what um, I want so he and then in the club they're having a meeting with a rival like mafia family mm-hmm. right and he's keeping an eye and she starts openly flirting with one of the guys from the opposite family who fondles and gropes her against her will. You know, which is wrong, apparently, when it's not Massimo, right? And, of course, she fights back and then they all draw her their weapons and she ends up, uh, he ends up getting shot. Like, the guy ends up dying or whatever right he and either she gets taken died out of the or he had his hands shot no he died oh. like that was the po- like he got killed cool and it was because it's because he was trying to like sexually assault her and that's <laughs> which bad because I mean, it's not me yeah there's a lot to unpack but we're just not going to touch that suitcase uh so they end up on a yacht and uh the old guy is like oh you know we're gonna have to get rid of her because like you done fucked up bro you done fucked up by killing this guy who is related to this other family it's gonna start a war between the families it's gonna be a big old mess and then Laura comes out and she's like oh I'm so sorry I didn't mean to but then she and Massimo get into a fight over something and then like he shoves her off of the deck and then she falls into the water oh my god i know okay right so like that's the thing she's like attempting to apologize and he's like putting the blame on her and yelling at her and they're arguing like on the decks and then he like it doesn't show if he pushed her or whatever, but like she falls into the water and then like he jumps in to save her and she wakes up later and he's like, Oh, I was so scared that something, you know, happened to you because of like your heart I, I guess condition. She does, yeah. Your heart condition, which like, okay. Which has not been a thing since she was kidnapped. Right. And then y'all, Apparently, this was his redeeming moment. This was the yeah. thing that redeemed him for her because all of a sudden he saved her after he pushed her in the water. He saves her from the water, and she's and that's grateful. the redeeming moment. And she's grateful. And then they just fuck y'all like, a lot. Like that was the longest fuck session ever, y'all. This scene gave me a nightmare. Okay, there was a part. In the scene, like, okay, cool. Yeah, it's hard and rough. That's awesome. Good for you. Please do not use spit as lube. Please. Please do not use spit as lube. Like, he literally hocks a loogie and it drops down on top of her before he slides in. And I was just like, I'm going to throw up. (laughs) (laughs) I turned away from, I turned away from the screen and went, ugh. No, thank you, please sir. Please do not. No, thank you. Please, it was, please don't. It was mm. bonkers. Yeah, no, and and like this is the longest sex scene ever. It, is it was so literally long. like five and minutes it showed long. Them in like, they, it shows them in every position, in every part of the yacht, and I'm just thinking to myself, where the fuck is Mario? Is he just hanging? <laughs> is he just hanging out in the captain's chair watching when they're on on the freaking roof? Like, what are you doing, Mario? What you doing? Like, did they drop him off somewhere? No, he is just like he's somewhere on that boat going. I guess I'm just gonna give them some private. Also, time. if they like basically had a sexathon for 24 hours, how come her heart did not give out on her? She has a weak heart, but like apparently that's not a thing because the magic of his penis. <laughs> yeah, the, that magical dick. <laughs> that magical dick saved her heart. <laughs> Oh, God. <laughs> I hate it. I hate it so much. Ugh. Oh, God. I'm, so like, like, physically rejecting the idea of that. Like, ugh. <laughs> that golden penis. Oh, shut up. <laughs> Make it stop. So, yeah, they have a, they have a sexathon. 
<laughs> oh my god and it feels like a romance novel like you know when you see that like I don't know what it is about every romance novel or comic or whatever like when the couple finally get to like the first sexing it is like always a sexathon and it's like we had sex for 24 hours straight for two weeks straight right like, like no oof. that's not realistic <laughs> girl you gotta that's lay down lot. and take a break also you're gonna be like so sore <laughs> And then also, it's not like he was wearing a condom. Like, there was no condom. I said that, too. I said that. I was like, this girl's going to pop up pregnant for the end of this movie because they definitely, she is definitely not on birth control. Like, at that that many times, he would need a friggin' suitcase full of just condoms. And he never slid one on. I told Ashley that while we were watching it. I was like, I don't think he's wearing a condom. And, like, she's not been taking any kind of birth control unless she has an IUD. I am almost certain that she's going to get pregnant. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I was like, I'm waiting on the scene where she throws up or says she's not feeling well. Um, oh, God. So what happens after this? Uh, I'm not exactly. That was the end of the movie. Right. Like, Just boom. <laughs> no, no, no. You know what they do? Okay. So afterwards, he tells her that there's going to be a masquerade ball because this is basically we have to Fifty Shades of We gray. have to check have- off a box. <laughs> yep check off a box they go to a masquerade ball right and of course that's the part where she meets anna who is his ex-girlfriend who he has just she- broke up with right before yeah. he kidnapped her same day same, same day. day and she insists that she's actually the true love of massimo's life because you have to pit women against each of other course. of course right so then back at the hotel um, she is upset because, like, she has finally fallen in love with this guy, I guess. And he had broken, like, after only two weeks. I thought she was supposed to be with him for a whole year. And, like, they spent, like, a week together. And, like, that magical dick just got her. I guess. But anyway, and Anna basically, like, threatens her. So they end up back at wherever they're staying, and then they have sex again. And then after they have sex, he's like, you're going back to Poland. And she's like, what? And she- Why? And he says, just because I'll come for you when the time is right or some dumbass yeah, like so that. Yeah, so he's like, you go visit your family, and he's rented an apartment for her, right? And he, like, leaves her... Uh, leaves her but like he also tells her that he loves her and that he's gonna join her after like business or whatever Mm -hmm. because you know that dubious business right 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 business business um so she goes to back to poland she meets up with olga y'all i love olga she's my favorite character voice of reason like, she is my favorite character because she comes in and she's like, you stupid, like, are you fucking kidding me? You stupid bitch. Like, what are you, what are you thinking? Olga's you like. fell in love with him? What? Olga, Olga's like, what do you mean you fell in love with a guy who kidnapped you? Like, there's that scene where Laura finishes telling her and she just is like guzzling wine. Like, she's like, I need a minute. <laughs> Yeah, so, uh, and then, of course, there is a montage of them going to the salon. And getting a makeover. And and getting a makeover. Mm -hmm. And, okay, I need to talk about this for a second. Okay, it, it felt a little bit too gals just being pals. Girl. Because there's a moment where, like. There was some subtext there. Yeah, there was some subtext where they're in the hot tub together, naked. Nipping each other's toes. Yeah, and, like, there's a part, like, didn't they, like, wasn't there, like, where they were a little bit too close and, like, one kissed the other? And I was just like, is Olga gay for Laura? Like, Like, is this I was like, I I told Ashley, I was like, Ashley, I love you, but I'm not going to bite your toes in a hot tub. (laughs) Like, I don't love you that much. And you're my best friend. (laughs) Yeah, like, Gracie, you're my best friend, too. But, like, 
I ain't this close. <laughs> okay, like maybe a couple's massage, but like I don't want I don't want you to touch me like during that time. And I'm okay with that. I'm okay with yeah. that. Um, but like, yeah. So I guess it was supposed to show like the female friendship, except that it was a little bit too close. And and I kept saying to Gracie, I was just like, actually, this would be a perfect ending if like he just leaves her and he never like he got shot and never comes back and she falls in Boom. love with Olga. End of movie. I'm, and, and roll credits. I'm happy. Just kidding. She found true love. Uh, but just kidding. They actually go clubbing. So she apparently gets a haircut that I thought it was a wig. Okay, so she was actually wearing a wig in these scenes. That wig was so. Oh my god. What kind of Karen haircut was that? <laughs> like, like, it's she cool. Looked like, it's cool for what? a night, like, right? But then when I found out it was permanent, I was like, oh no. Well, that's the thing. She had dyed it blonde, and it was, like, short, like, a little bit shorter in the back and then longer in the front. And I just kept thinking to myself, I'm like, oh, my God, that's a Becky haircut. That is, like, the prelude to a Karen haircut. Like, you do the Becky first, and then you do a Karen, and then you do a Susan. Susan is just blue hair because you let the cosmetologist uh, school experiment on you. No, Susan is when you're, like, in your 60s mm-hmm. and you're no longer a Karen. You're a Susan, but you're, base- you're, still a- you're still a Karen, but you've grown older, so you have become a Susan. I see. It's, it's like a it's, Pokemon it's like, evolution. Exactly. Which I, there is a picture out there of that. So. Um, so, yeah, anyway, while she's at the club, her ex pops up and he's like, hey, listen, I didn't cheat on you. I was drugged. And then I saw your letter and I was just so heartbroken. Like, baby, please come back. It was, baby, come back. <laughs> you can blame, you it, can all blame it all on, on me. me. That's it. I was wrong. And I just can't live without you. That's exactly what it was, right? So, and then she, they're they're still arguing all the way to the apartment. And yeah. she's like, no, you can leave. Get out of here. And then Massimo is at the apartment. And he's like, hi, baby girl. <laughs> oh, God. Are you lost, yeah. baby girl? Oh, you lost, baby girl. Why is that like... <laughs> Why is that like the cool thing? I don't know. Stop trying to to make baby girl happen. It's never gonna happen. Baby girl isn't a thing. I feel like it's never happening, Gretchen. (laughs) Um. So yeah. Anyway, she invites the guy in, but then he's like, "No, you're busy." And so he finally leaves. And then she and Massimo like get into a weird argument about why he sent her back to Warsaw. And then they fuck in front of the window. And then after they're laying down, this is the part where I wanted to vomit. They're laying there together, reunited. It feels so good, right? She goes, I don't need 365 days. I'm already in love with you. I want to (gasps) die. What? (laughs) How? How are you in love with him? How are you in love with him? (laughs) I was like, this is not correct. (laughs) Yeah. This is not. This is like. No. It's not good. No. Um, So she. uh, Yeah, because at this, like she slapped Massimo, of course, and they have sex and like she confesses her love, whatever. Then the following morning, she wakes up and. Oh, guess what? She's not. She got a ring on her finger, Um, and he proposes, and she she accepts. Of course. Um. So here's the other thing too, right? Um. So then she takes her boyfriend to her sister's wedding, and fun fact: the woman who was the bride was actually the author of the book. Yeah. Cool. Um, um, so then she... So she's responsible she, for this dumpster fire. Now I know who to blame. <laughs> um, yeah. So then she asks uh, Massimo to keep his occupation a secret from her parents. But he makes a joke where he's like, yeah, I'm a gangster. I did laugh. <laughs> I did. I, I did laugh because I love that kind of humor in a movie where they say the obvious thing that's true and then the people don't believe them. I think it's a funny bit. It always works on me. I'm predictable. 
I did. I snorted. I felt guilty as hell about it, but I did laugh. Um, <laughs> so after this, like they end up going back to Italy to make their wedding plans or whatever. And then she like wakes up one morning and she's like, you know, I don't feel that good. I'm not really that hungry. And I said, God damn it. She's pregnant. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah. And she is. Um, but she's, you know, talking with, um, uh, with Massimo and she's like, you know, like we can't have the wedding. We can't have my parents, but like, you know, I want Olga. And he's like, okay, fine. Olga can be your bridesmaid. So they fly Olga in and Olga <laughs> finds out that she's pregnant and she's like, honey, what the fuck? Oh yeah. Like they're on that beach and she's like, no, what are you doing? Bitch, you've honey, known him no. two months. <laughs> Like, what are you doing with your life? And Laura's like, I know, I know. I've become a whole new person. I've got this Becky haircut. I don't know. <laughs> Laura's like, I know it's stupid to love him when he's such a violent gangster. And I don't even know if I want this baby. Like, I was like, Olga, Olga's like, she but, calms down and she's like, okay, okay. We'll think about it for a couple of days. You know, we're in Italy. We're going to... We're going to enjoy ourselves, right? Well, that's a thing. Like, even though Ogle's like, uh, I think you're, you're stupid. Stu- <laughs> you're a stupid bitch, right? She was like, you know what? We're going to figure this out. And I still love you. We're still friends. And I was just like, yes, Olga's female a queen. friendship. Olga's a queen. Olga is my favorite character in this whole thing. Um, So that's the other thing, too, is... um. After there, there is that part where like Massimo leaves and Laura asks Mario why he doesn't like her. And he states that he does like her, but her relationship with Massimo has complicated matters. Yeah. So because I thought like I thought it was framing that like Mario was going to. Betray Massimo. I sure but... did. I was like, this is going to end with the old guy killing her, right? Like, this is how it's going to yeah. end. So this is how the movie does end. They've gone wedding dress shopping. Oh, no, no. We. Yeah. OK. They've Sorry. gone I wedding dress gonna... shopping. We, yeah. And... So we have another shopping montage. Because of, of course. Right. And they're there. And there is this moment where um, Olga is flirting with. Um, I can't remember his name. The... Tomats. Tomas. I thought it was, is it Dominico? Dominico, maybe. I don't care. He was like the not super hot bodyguard, but the guy with the sense of humor who was like, yeah, "Yeah." like I would have loved it if Massimo's character had been more like this guy, right? Like it probably would have been better because he at least has a sense of humor. Whatever. Anyway, he and Olga kind of flirt with each other while she's trying on wedding dresses. And then she comes out in the most beautiful wedding dress I've ever seen. Yeah, it is it is actually really nice like I she came out and I was just like before she came out I was like this wedding dress better be friggin amazing and she came out I was like yeah it's gorgeous yeah it was it's like, it is beautiful it was she looks great mm-hmm. um so they're you know on their way back and Olga's like you know I I accept this right like I accept your decision to stay with him and to have this baby with him and to marry him because that's you. That's what you want. Yeah. So I accept you. And then there's like this sweet scene. They're just driving along. And then Mario gets a phone call saying that they're about to kill Laura. So he runs to Massimo. And then you see the car go into a tunnel and it doesn't come out. And Massimo. Well, and that's the thing. Like, Laura gets on the phone uh, with Mass. Like, she keeps trying to, like, call him and it it doesn't get through and then he she finally reaches him and says like hello or whatever right but then um the call drops because they go into um the tunnel a tunnel and he's like laura laura Laura." Laura. and then laura laura and then it it does not come out on the other side so we pretty much it's implying that the rival gang has killed Lara and Massimo breaks down and then there's a police car blaring like by the entrance and, that's and then how the it movie goes ends. Yeah. And then that's the movie. That's the movie. That's roll credits. We're done. And I remember being like What the what? fuck? What the fuck? <laughs> now luckily there are obviously going to be I like, don't know if lucky sequels. is the word I would use. Okay, okay. 
Um, I wouldn't say lucky, but there are going to be sequels I to guarantee this movie. they're going to make sequels to this movie based on the two book sequels um I do know that there is a like identical long lost twin to Massimo involved somewhere there's also apparently a part where Massimo kills Laura's dog and mails it to her so that's gonna be fun wow mm-hmm. um but anyways so there is work uh for a sequel being planned but it has been delayed because Of the (laughs) COVID-19 pandemic. So we're going to have to wait a little bit before the sequel comes out. But for now. um, I like how the trivia was literally that thing. Oh, yeah, there's no trivia. I I, I do have like a little, a few things, right? But like this, of course, movie has paralleled with Fifty Shades of Grey, but was praised for the more daring sex scenes. But also criticized because it's been romanticizing kidnapping, which and, uh, it does. And, and, and non-consent. And also, yeah, I, I have a question, Rotten Tomatoes. Why do you call her an introverted sales director? I wouldn't say she's introverted. I would not. Nothing all. in that opening scene where we're introduced to her gives me introverted. Who gave you this? Who said this? Yeah, I don't I don't see her being introverted. Well, I I couldn't even say she's extroverted. She just seemed like normal. Like she seemed like a a normal, but like I didn't hate her character. Like most of the time I hate these like Mary Sue characters that they tend to throw in, but I found that like she wasn't uh too much of a Mary Sue. Like she had her she had like Oh, what the what the frig's the word? I I don't know. She just she had like a character to her. It wasn't right? much of one, but the, it was no, there. No, I mean, um, it was there. I mean, like there was. To be fair, there wasn't much of his character either, other than angry Italian guy. Which that's not a stereotype that I knew happened, but here we are. Yeah, it was pretty bad. Um. <laughs> I tell you what's not bad. The critic reviews are kind of funny. Uh, 365 DNI romanticized an extremely toxic relationship, which is never okay. Fifty Shades of Grey kidnapping porn mafia picture. Softcore, of course. The movie pretty much cops every move made by Fifty Shades as if it were a Bible of anti-sexy awfulness. I'm gonna at least disagree with the anti-sexy part. Like, some of it was pretty hot, but a lot of it was predicated on the fact that ew he's doing this definitely un- <laughs> definitely uh non-consensually <laughs> so. so um this is the part of the segment where i call it reviews from google <laughs> okay reviews Thanks. from google this one it comes from mom life london loved it About five stars by the way I have watched it every day since it came out. My crush on Massimo has resulted in a two kilogram weight loss, have replaced food with looking at his Instagram. I also really liked that they were super close in age in the movie and both really attractive. I can't stand movies where the guy is much older or much less attractive than the woman and the audience is supposed to believe that she falls in love with them. That does sometimes happen in real life, but the except it's the exception, not the rule for Laura falling in love after a love lavish few days of living in a chateau parties, shopping yachts, drivers, chefs, being made to feel wanted with a man exceptionally handsome as Massimo is totally believable. She spoke to her mom on the second day and told her that she's fine. Would have spilled her guts if she was scared. Women are very practical. She knew then raising children with a man who can provide abundantly obviously adores her and doesn't have to cook or uh, have mundane arguments <laughs> that everyone faces uh, when we they live in the real world. She can afford the time to have a facial and a massage and keep things nice. All this is going to be a hell of a lot better than almost every other scenario with future perspective prospective partners so of course she falls in love it's super simple also massimo's 
bedroom skills are so on point. <laughs> Gracie? I'm still here. I just... I don't think we watched the same movie. I don't... No. She saw something I did not see. I mean, good for her, I guess, but it was not there. Um... <laughs> Now, I guess we should move on to Tess. Would it surprise you to learn it has passed one? Has it really? The Bechdel test. Okay. Because Olga and uh, Laura do talk Laura, about Laura? something other than a guy in a conversation. Granted, the men do come up in every conversation, but there are moments where they talk about something other than other than men. So Cool. But Ooh, somebody's tired. Sorry, I had to yawn. Um, but racial Bechdel test does not pass. Uh, Macomori test, where a woman is supposed to have her own agency and like the story is not supposed to be about pushing a male narrative forward, doesn't happen. Uh, Duvernay test, there's no people of color in this movie. It's, that that doesn't happen. Um, mm -hmm. what's next? Uh, sexy lamp test. Can you replace a named female character with a sexy lamp and it not take away from the plot? You could, you could replace Anna, um, and Olga as much as I liked her. Because she has no real bearing on the plot. Um, and, true. and then Vito Russo test. Which is, do you have, uh, people who identify on the GSRM spectrum who matter to the plot, um, who aren't just stereotypes? Uh, no, no. Though they were definitely uh, baiting with the with the gals being pals hot tub scene. Oh, they definitely that were. was bait. It was it was bait. Uh, so yeah, it doesn't pass anything but one. So I guess the next question uh, after we've done all the tests is: Is the movie feminist? No, of course, no, not <laughs> Don't at you know? all. <laughs> all. Don't you know? Falling in love with a rich hot guy? That's totally feminist, right? Mm, I don't think so. Every girl's dream <laughs> is to be abused. Ugh. Just kidding. Yeah, it's, uh, I, I mean, I, credit, I guess, for making her a girl boss, but, like, no. 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 It's, it's not good. It's, it perpetuates a lot of harmful things and plays it off as romance. And it's, like, yeah. not, and there's no redeeming qualities to the guy. Like, I will cop, like, we've talked about Fifty Shades of Grey. There are slightly redeeming qualities with Christian Grey that almost make him likable, right? Like, he's, he does change throughout the course of the film. The problem with that message is that a good woman can change a bad guy into a good one, right? But. Which, <laughs> yikes, Okay. Like, that's a terrible message in and of itself. But I can at least sympathize with Christian to some certain extent, right? Like, I can empathize with him or understand his point of view in some ways, sometimes. This guy is a monster. An absolute no. monster. There is nothing no. redeemable about this dude. He does not have any redeeming qualities. There's not anything about this guy that would make me want to be anywhere around him. And I feel like if you have a romantic hero, you have to have him be a hero in some sense of the word. And he doesn't. And, and that's the thing. This this trope of like a mafia sort of story can be done yeah. and done well. Yeah. And I, and I will tell you, because this is a slight plug for something else that I do, but I happen to be a mod for a Facebook group for the webtoon Midnight Poppyland, which is fantastic. Mm -hmm. The main guy is in the mafia and he is redeemable. He is likable. Mm -hmm. Like, it, it, there are things that are dark and depressing about his world, but like, He's actually an enjoyable character, and the female character is also enjoyable, and it's not hella toxic. It's very good. So if you want to watch, or like, it, it's a reading, like it's a comic, right? And it's free. And, but if you want this sort of like story of like a mob, you know, behind the scenes story, but then also like romance check out Midnight Poppyland. It's so much better. It's fantastic. I've been reading it for over a year. And uh, Lily Dusk, I love you. 
All right. Um, so we're going to wrap this up. This was, of course, a bonus episode. So next week is going to be us talking about The Skinny, which is um, our last Pride Month movie. And then we're going to be doing She's the Man, which we've already recorded that episode with the wonderful B. Haney from YouTube. Uh, um, actually, we're doing Circus of Books after because the birdcage is coming out this week. You're right. And then it's the circus of books. The skinny. Yeah. Right. So this is coming out in literally three days from us recording that. Um, promos, promos, promos. So, uh, like right now, we are streaming this on Twitch. So if you want to check us out, you can do twitch.tv slash feminist critique pod, or you can go to feministcritiquepod.com. Either way, it works. Um, I am on Twitter at South of Grace. You can also email us at thefeministcritiquepodcast at gmail.com for any movie suggestions or feedback. Be sure to like and review us. We would really appreciate it. Um, oh, yeah, exactly. Like, uh, and, and if you review us, we will talk about the review. Uh, shout outs to uh, Shablam from Ireland. Uh, we did talk about your review but on the skinny yeah so yeah we address uh, it there and um also thank you so much we love constructive criticism now if it's just like an outright hateful thing like we're not gonna address you we're not gonna give you the time of day so um but this wasn't hateful it was it was actually quite lovely it really was we appreciate you um so yeah uh i'm on twitter at south of grace um our podcast is feminist pod ashleen any links just yourself i think yeah i'm also on both twitter and instagram as ashleen's a-i-s-l-e-n-e-s and then you can also check out my drag stuff which is aurora borealis and that is a-s-s at the end so it's it's like aurora borealis but different because there's like last ass at the end yeah you get it whatever that's my drag name what (laughs) all right awesome so we will see you guys next week have a wonderful week see you then bye bye